it allows me to have a more concrete two-way dialogue with God in that I'm able to, you know, write down on paper the things I'm thinking, feeling, hoping for, praying for, struggling with. And then once I have, you know, kind of gotten all that out and made sense of it, or even not made sense of it, but just kind of put it down as a way to hand it over to God, I'm able Mm -hmm. to hear back from God. When you think about Greek life, Christian faith might be the absolute last thing that comes to mind. But we not only believe that it's possible to be Greek and Christian, but also that it's the best way to experience Greek life and grow your faith. We have real, honest conversations about how to approach Greek life from a Christian perspective, including things like recruiting and pledging, drinking and drugs, sex and dating, leadership and philanthropy, and much more. This podcast is by Greeks and for Greeks. Our hosts and guests are all members of fraternities and sororities who collectively have decades worth of experience living out their faith in Greek life. Welcome to the Greek and Christian Podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Greek and Christian Podcast. And this is your faithful host, Allison, PiFi alum. And we've been in the middle of the season all about our relationship with God. So as Greek students where, gosh, we just have things flying at us and demanding our attention all the time. How do we keep this relationship going uh, with God in our everyday lives? And so all season we've been using this analogy of getting in the chair. So basically representing, you know, making this regular dedicated time and space to just be with God and spend time with him, rubbing shoulders with him so that we can know him better and actually become more like him. Um, And so we've talked about what we can do with that set aside dedicated time, whether it's committing to um, being part of a Christian community in the form of a church, or whether it's praying, reading the Bible. Um, And today we're actually going to talk about uh, another way that you can connect with God that actually could be a form of prayer. It could be a way um, that complements your time in scripture, or just Hey, I'll let my guests talk more about it, but (laughs) we're going to be talking about journaling. Um, And so maybe you have some preconceived notions of journaling in your head. I mean, I know I kept a diary when I was in elementary school and that form of like keeping a diary to me (laughs) is very different than uh, my practice of journaling. First of all, it does not have the super cool padlock and key that my diary had when I was in elementary school. Um, My journal today does not have a list of crushes um, and old MASH games that I played with friends. If you know MASH, you know, you know. Um, So anyway, you can, sure, if you wanted to keep doing that with your journal, write out your crushes, I don't care, no judgment here. But we're going to talk a little bit about what journaling is and how it can help us grow in our relationship with God. Um, and so to talk more about how journaling can be the spiritual practice, I've invited my friend Brooke to join us. Hey, Brooke. Hi, Allison. Thank you for having me. Yes. And if you've been a listener of the podcast, Brooke has been on the podcast before we had a whole season about leadership. Um, And Brooke talked about 
uh, how to grow in your leadership or even like step into a leadership role or calling as a leader when you're dealing with issues of mental health. And so that was such a good interview because, you know, mental health is something that affects us all. And so I definitely recommend you go back and listen to that episode from Brooke uh, a couple of seasons ago. Um, but to refresh your memory, or if this is your first time listening, uh, Brooke is an Alpha Chi Omega alumna from UCSB, which is the University of California, Santa Barbara. Um, so Brooke, I was trying to think of like an interesting question to ask you. You know what? I asked one of our guests, um, Allie, she went to Pepperdine, which is in Malibu. And I asked her why Pepperdine, what she could tell me to convince me that Pepperdine was the best university in the U.S. Now, Pepperdine and uh, UCSB are both in the state of California, but in different areas of California. So maybe I'll pitch the same question to you, Brooke. Uh, if I came up to you, Brooke, and asked you to convince me of why UCSB is the best university in the U.S., what would you say to me? Oh, a great question. And I would say that UCSB is the best university, not necessarily because of the buildings on campus or anything, you know, like that. I would say the reason is because of Isla Vista, which is the college town immediately next to campus. And it is home to the most fun group of people you'll ever encounter in your life. It is one square mile of uh, land right on the beach. There's a street called Del Playa that overlooks the Pacific Ocean. Mm. Um, and it is it is the place to be. It is the epitome of the California college lifestyle. Just people, on the beach, seven days a week, um, bikes all over, places to grab coffee and food, hang out with friends. I mean, the Isla Vista community is so fun, so cool, so unique because not every college campus gets to have a college town immediately next to it. But I think Isla Vista mm. is one of the coolest places for sure. And the reason it exists is because of UCSB um, and it's home to just thousands of students. And it is a, a really cool place. That's awesome. So if you listen to the episode about Pepperdine, all Allie said about Pepperdine was the ocean. Malibu Ocean, which, you know, awesome, great feature. But what I'm hearing from Brooke that maybe makes UCSB level up from Pepperdine is that Isla Vista is a super cool city in addition to being on the ocean. I mean, when you said coffee and good food, I was like, I'm there. Yep, take me there. I'm there. So... <laughs> Yeah, so what I'm hearing from you is that UCSB is definitely better than Pepperdine. Exactly. Well, okay, let's get into our topic, Brooke. So I'd love to hear um, from you. Have you always been into journaling or was it something that you got into once you started following Jesus? You know, like everybody else or, you know, most of us who grew up or were around Y2K, I also had the journal with the padlock and the key, the mash games, the list of crushes, etc. Um, but beyond that, I think journaling has always been kind of a part of my life. And I think the reason for that is just as a kid, I was very creative. I loved writing little short stories or poems. I was always coming up with characters in my head. Um, and so naturally, those things kind of just became um, 
journaling practices almost. And I have, you know, boxes of journals in my bedroom at home um, where I grew up with just, you know, all of the the musings of 10-year-old, 12-year-old, 14-year-old Brooke. Um, and so writing down my thoughts, my feelings, um, having that outlet has always been something that was kind of just a natural expression for me. Um, I went to school for journalism because I love writing. Um, I really believe in just the power of words and written words, especially. And so, um, journaling was a pretty normal part of my life before I started following Jesus as a 17, 18 year old. Um, and then when I did start following Jesus, that existing practice got to take on kind of a new shape and a new, um, depth and color Mm -hmm. to it as I began to integrate my faith and my relationship with Jesus, um, to this thing that already felt very, very natural and expressive to me. Hmm. Yeah, I love how, you know, it was something you were already doing. And maybe it's not journaling for you, but maybe there's a way that, you know, you and our audience have been, you know, processing things in your daily life. And I think God is totally capable of coming in and actually like deepening or like you said, like adding a different depth or color um, to that practice. Um, And so I kind of love that, that way that you described it. And so I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you've grown in your relationship with God through journaling. And then, you know, maybe some just you know, lay it out there what you actually do when you journal. I think that journaling has been probably one of the most impactful um, habits and rhythms on my faith. And I think the reason for that is because um, I'm kind of an external processor. Um, And so often what this looks like is, you know, chatting with a friend Um, or a family member or someone I trust just about the things going on in my life. And that will often, you know, help me to, to work through things, to make sense of things. Um, And somewhere along the line, I realized that journaling can do that for me too. Um, And, and what it does really is it kind of gets the, the jumbled mess of thoughts and feelings um, swirling around my brain. And it gives me a chance to uh, articulate them to process them, to look at them down on paper, make connections between them. Um, It kind of feels like I am allowing them to then live on that piece of paper rather than in my mind. And that feels very freeing. Mm. Um, And what that often has done is that it allows me to have a more concrete two-way dialogue with God. in that I'm able to, you know, write down on paper the things I'm thinking, feeling, hoping for, praying for, struggling with. Um, And then once I have, you know, kind of gotten all that out and made sense of it, um, or even not made sense of it, but just kind of put it down as a way to hand it over to God, um, I'm able Mm -hmm. to hear back from God. And these days, um, what is really special to me is that I have been able to you know, sort of write down the things that I want to say, and then I can hear what God is saying back and I can write that down too. Um, And I can go back and look through pages where, you know, the things um, that God has spoken to me or affirmed over me or, um, you know, ways that God um, has moved in me, I can write those down too. 
And it really has brought the journaling process to life because it's not just, you know, writing in my diary saying, I'm mad at so-and-so or I have a crush on so-and-so. It's, um, you know, really bringing my full humanity to the Lord by putting it on Mm. paper Um, Mm. and creating this very intentional space um, to be with the Lord and it's, yeah, it's this beautiful kind of living and active conversation um, that is intentional because I have to make the effort to sit down at the paper with a pen or pencil um, and do it. Um, and that really makes it feel so much more substantial than just a passing or fleeting thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really allows me to to sit and be with the Lord and with myself as well. Yes. Um, in our first episode of the season, which was just kind of this like whole vision for creating space for time with God. Um, my guest Brian talked a little bit, um, about journaling, um, and about how that's been a helpful practice for him, you know, specifically in communicating with God. And, you know, he said a lot of really similar things to you, Brooke, of, you know, just sitting down, like you're having a conversation with God, but writing that on the paper and, you know, how some days it might just be this, you know, free flowing thing, like you're writing a letter. And then, you know, other days it might just be like, I just got to bullet journal out how I'm feeling here (laughs) and what's going on and offer that to God to sort through with me. Um, And, you know, that's something that has been helpful in my own journaling practice. You mentioned this too, Brooke, but what I love about journaling is that, you know, I can write some things down of like things that I'm praying about to God or things that I sense I hear from him. And then I can go back and look at that and see, you know, how God has answered those prayers or how he's provided the things that, you know, I've been longing for asking for. And I think without that practice of journaling, I can really miss out on a lot of ways that God is at work in my life. And I I think um, for me, a, a, a struggle of my life has been, you know, there have been times where I felt like, God, where are you? Like, this is a really hard season of my life or a time where I just feel really disconnected from you. Where are you? Um, But it's when I have that practice of journaling that I'm able to stay aware of his presence or, you know, when I'm not aware of him in the moment, being able to look back and identify that um, because sometimes I can like assume that God is absent or not at work in my life when actually he is. And maybe I'm just too busy or not reflecting um, to be able to see it. And so, yes, that's been a crucial practice for me too, Brooke. I'd love to hear. So, you know, let's say you have a Greek who comes up to you and asks you for some tips on journaling as a way to connect with God. What would you say to them? Yeah. You know, I think the first, this is going to sound simple, Um, And maybe a little silly, but I think the first thing I would say is just start, just show up. Mm. Um, And what I mean by that is it doesn't have to look any certain way. We're not all trying to be the next great American novelist. It's okay. You can just (laughs) show up. Yeah. Just start. Just, it's like riding a bike, you know, it might feel kind of weird and awkward at first if you're not familiar with it or if you haven't really built up that habit or that, you know, figurative muscle. Um, but just willing to start somewhere, anywhere, even if you're staring at a blank page, even if you don't really know 
what to say, how to say it. Um, step one is, you know, showing up. Um, mm. And I'll give some practical tips um, in a few minutes about, you know, where you might want to start. Um, and then mm -hmm. second tip I would say is this kind of goes hand in hand with the first is um, it's okay if it's uncomfortable. Um, it's okay mm -hmm. if it feels a little awkward. Um, journaling often does require a certain degree of vulnerability um, with yourself, with God. And sometimes it feels a little cringy, a little silly to be like, ooh, I'm <laughs> going to write about my feelings. And that's okay. It's okay that mm -hmm. it feels a little weird, maybe, if you're not familiar with it or if you haven't kind of just built up a sense of naturalness with that. My third tip would probably be um, be willing to be be vulnerable, be honest. Um, I think without, you know, honesty and authenticity in your own journaling practice, um, it kind of does us a disadvantage of mm. inhibiting our growth. And mm. um, I think sometimes even in my own life, even though I have been journaling for as long as I could hold a pencil, um, there are days where I'm like, ugh, the vulnerability feels kind of icky today. It feels kind of hard. I kind of don't want to do it. Mm. And that's a natural thing because I think vulnerability, you know, requires a certain amount of, of intentionality and emotional energy and capacity. Mm -hmm. um, but without honesty with yourself or with God, um, you know, you're not able to, to really come alive and to grow in that. Um, right. Yeah. So number one, show up. <laughs> number two, be okay with being uncomfortable. And three is be honest. Mm, that's good. That I love those tips that you gave. Um, and, you know, especially in the piece where, you know, maybe it's a day where you're just like, oh, I'm just like, I don't know if I have the mental energy to be vulnerable. Like that's a real space to be. I like that you acknowledge that like that's normal. And honestly, Brooke, like when I've had days like that, where either my emotions just feel too big to process or I'm so tired, that's when I pull out the bullet, like I just bullet journal. It's like, okay, I don't have really the energy to try and like explain all of this to God through a letter like I would normally do or a way that I'm like writing a prayer to God. Sometimes I just need to like bullet point it <laughs> and just like, okay, I think this is what is happening inside my head. And, you know, that might be different depending on other people's, you know, personality styles, but you know, that's been a helpful way for me of like, okay, I still need to, I'm, I can still show up and I can just, you know, adjust how, um, you know, I'm feeling based on the day, based on what I'm able to offer in my journal. Um, well, you mentioned some practical tips and I would love to hear them, you know, maybe what is like one or two really practical ways that you want to challenge our audience to try out journaling this week. I would say one great way to start, um, is with one sentence. Um, I think sometimes mm -hmm. we feel pressure, um, to, to show up and write five pages figure out our whole lives, oh, yeah. solve all of our problems, crack the code of, you know, the mystery of God and the Holy Spirit and, and, you know, come away just radically transformed in one day. And that is, 
unrealistic. Um, and I want to release anyone who's feeling pressure to do the journaling right or mm. be good at it um, to let go of that. Um, so even if it's something very simple and rudimentary, showing up is showing up. Um, and I like to think of it in the same way as like, it's better to do um, one or two push-ups every day for a hundred days than to do a hundred push-ups in one day and never do a push-up again. Um, and ha, so that's a good point. little steps, <laughs> little steps are okay and they are realistic. Um, and I truly believe that even in the smallest ways, God can just be delighted that you're showing up. Um, and then what I often do, like what you shared, Allison, about, you know, on the days where I don't really feel like I have the capacity or the, the emotional, mental energy to eloquently express the variety of things going on in, in my like internal world and in my external world. Um, yeah. Making it bullet points, making it rudimentary. Um, something I like to do sometimes if I kind of just feel almost writer's block or don't know where I want to start or mm. what I want to journal about, I will do sort of a, like a five bullet system. And what I do is the first one is I just like kind of notice something physical around me. I just write down like something mm -hmm. I see or notice um, in my physical space. The second will be something I hear in that physical space. And that's kind of just a little mini grounding exercise of sort of checking in with the present moment. Um, and then the third would be um, something I feel physically in my body. So like sometimes it's, oh, mm -hmm. I feel like tightness in my neck or my shoulders or um, I feel, you know, kind of like nervousness in in my gut or whatever it may be and then the fourth which is related is something I'm feeling kind of in my emotional realm it may be oh I'm anxious because I have a lot of things to do today or oh I'm frustrated because xyz um, or I'm excited because I'm hanging out with friends tonight we're gonna go do something fun um, and then the fifth is a prayer so Lord would you give me peace as I head into mm. this challenging exam or meeting or um, Lord, thank you for this friendship that I have been blessed by today. Um, and it can just be this simple little list of, um, me showing up, me being present, um, just noticing what I notice both inside and outside of, um, my being, um, you know, making even the tiniest space to, connect with God, to offer something up to God, to create a, a space for him to move and work. Hey friends. So Brooke's audio cut out literally right when she was wrapping her thought. It was kind of weird how perfect that uh, worked out. Uh, but what that meant is our session had to end really abruptly. So I just wanted to quickly close us out. <laughs> I'm so grateful that Brooke joined us to talk about journaling and that five bullet point exercise that she mentioned at the end, we're going to create a reel based around that so that you can try it out on your own. Uh, to see that, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at GreekIV and TikTok at Greek InterVarsity. And as always, if you want more information about Greek InterVarsity, visit us at GreekIV.org and fill out the contact card on our homepage and we'll get in touch with you. So we will see you next week for another episode of the Greek and Christian podcast.
The Greek and Christian Podcast is produced by Greek InterVarsity, a nonprofit college ministry for fraternity and sorority students. Our ultimate vision is to see every fraternity and sorority connected to a community of Greek Christians so that every Greek is just one friend away from knowing and following Jesus. To learn more, find a community on campus or partner with us. Visit greek.intervarsity.org.